Are you ready to launch? Yes. Let's go. Welcome to Lawyers Who Launch, the podcast hosted by two law school besties who practice law and are now ready to inspire and empower you to take positive steps in your professional and personal life to find joy and fulfillment. Before we dive into this week's episode, we have an exciting announcement. The Law Student's Guide to Networking is now in paperback and available on Amazon. In order to network efficiently and effectively, you need a strategic plan. The Law Student's Guide to Networking book breaks down all of the steps necessary to implement a strategic networking plan so that you can spend your precious time actually building your professional network. Head over to our website, lawyerswholaunch.com to learn more, or head over to Amazon and search The Law Student's Guide to Networking and get your copy today. Hi, Amy here. In episode 32, Haley discussed how she found a deeper meaning within the tools of litigation. This week, I'm going to look for a deeper meaning within estate planning. Most people do not want to think about death, but it's been a part of my job since my very first clerkship. As an estate planning attorney, I meet with clients to review their personal and financial information and make a recommendation for the type of estate planning documents, such as a will or certain type of trust, that will best accomplish their goals and, of course, minimize their tax exposure. That's right. Every day I discuss the two unavoidable topics of our lives, death and taxes. In searching for deeper meaning in estate planning, I found that our operative documents really represent control for our clients. For some people, it can be very difficult to think about death, so they simply avoid thinking about it and, subsequently, avoid creating an estate plan entirely. But an estate plan can actually bring comfort when thinking about death, because an estate plan gives my clients control, even after they're no longer with us. A last will and testament, in its most basic form, simply dictates how you wish your assets to pass, to whom you wish your assets to pass to, and who you want to be in charge of this process. What the will really does when we look at its deeper meaning is provide the decedent with control to dictate the terms of how his or her assets would pass to their beneficiaries. They may choose to have assets pass through their will into a trust so that they remain protected for a beneficiary who may not be able to manage their own finances for whatever reason, whether that be age or perhaps a disability. It also provides control by appointing who should be the guardian of any minor children. And in my practice, I've found that this is often the provision that is most difficult for parents to think about. I can provide the legal framework to make sure that the guardian provision is legally enforceable and comprehensive, but it is the client that must choose who should be appointed as guardian if they are deceased and have minor children. While clients may grapple with who would be the best choice, I remind them that if they make no choice, they're losing control over who can seek to be appointed. A healthcare directive dictates who you wish to appoint to make healthcare decisions for you if you're unable to do so. 
This document operates while you're still alive. It contains one's wishes with respect to certain end-of-life decisions, such as whether nourishment and hydration should be continued, whether you wish to be an organ donor, and whether you wish to have end-of-life religious traditions performed. This document allows clients to maintain control over the decisions that they would have made if they had the ability to do so. It allows them to feel protected because they've appointed someone that they trust to make decisions in their best interest and in the way they would make the decisions if they were able to do so. It allows the client to maintain control by providing a framework for how decisions should be made if they're incapacitated, as well as when death is imminent. Finally, we're going to take a look at the deeper meaning of trusts. A trust is a private instrument that appoints a trustee to hold, manage, and distribute assets for the benefit of beneficiaries according to the terms of the trust. The creator of the trust is called a grantor, and her attorney has wide discretion under the law to craft the terms of the trust to fit their specific goals and circumstances. A trust provides a way for the grantor to maintain control by dictating specific terms as to how the beneficiaries can access assets or have their needs provided for by the trustee. Oftentimes, a trust is created because the grantor wants to provide some kind of protection for the beneficiaries, so a third party cannot access the money held in the trust. A trust provides control to the grantor because they can craft the provisions to very specifically accomplish their wishes. Although most of my clients do not want to think about death, it's been my experience over the last decade that many let out a sigh of relief when they finally signed their documents. While it may sound like an estate planning attorney deals with death and taxes all day, when I look deeper, I find that I'm trying to create order out of chaos, provide protection for my clients and their loved ones, and allow my clients to maintain control. Although Haley's not with me today, I want to say out loud, examining my practice area from this new perspective of trying to find deeper meaning gave me an even greater appreciation for the work that I do and how it impacts the lives of my clients long after they leave my office. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. Give us a follow at Lawyers Who Launch on Instagram and check out our website, LawyersWhoLaunch.com for more on finding deeper meaning in estate planning over on our blog. Have a great day.